And we go again. Okay, this is episode number two of the Caffeinated Corner. We are not drinking coffees this time. Uh, we are having a few beers because it's like 7pm. And again, don't want to ruin the sleep cycle. But I have the second guest on, uh, female guest this time, Laura Solomon. Do you want to say what's up? Hey. You need to sit a bit closer to the mic. It's like better. Yeah. Like this is my first podcast, so yeah, quite new to it. But um, but Laura, I just wanted to start, like I did with Dylan, two mm-hmm. just quick fire questions. Just answer them as quick as you can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The first one is going to be, if there was one song that played every time you entered a room, what would it be? Oh, Okay. Um, is it meant to like represent me or like just something a song that sort of that represents I love? you? A, a song that represents me? Yeah, something you like. You walk into a room, what place? Um, do you know what? Lately, I've been listening to. <laughs> I don't want to say. Don't say Shaggy. It wasn't me. Again. No, J Cole and Wale. Poke it out. Okay. But it's a very inappropriate song. Like, I, it's just that it's upbeat. And when I'm feeling like I need some energy, I just put that on. And then I'm just like ready to go. Just wakes me up. But if you listen to the lyrics, it, uh, I probably wouldn't want it to <laughs> represent me. So maybe not that song then. Uh, um, and then the second one, just quick fire again. You get arrested for no apparent reason at all. Mm-hmm. What do your like family and close friends assume is the crime? Mm, crime. <laughs> wow, this is a tough one. Um... Hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe like bad driving. Bad driving? Like reckless driving. Can you drive? I can drive, Just yeah. Just not yeah. well. I know, I think I'm good, but I remember this one time I did get pulled over in Mexico. What happened? <laughs> just because I was, I shouldn't say this, but um, yeah, I was like just checking directions on my phone. And then I was just looking the wrong way and just completely crossed a junction like the wrong Red way. Red light. I don't even, yeah, I think it was a red light, but just like, Fine or anything? Yeah, yeah, he got like $100 off of me. That's not too I bad. I freaked out because he was like, no, we're going to go to the, the jail. Come with me, come with me. And I was like, no, 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 take, my, take do, my money, take my money. That's what they do in Bali as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. they pull you over yeah. and they're like, you can either pay or go to court. Mm. Um, okay, let's get into it now. So I asked Dylan the same thing. Mm-hmm. What What do you do? Like, who are you? Um, so I'm a, at the moment, I'm a personal trainer, um, Everyone is at the moment. an online coach. Um, but it wasn't always that way. You know, when I left uni, I worked in quite a corporate job. So I worked in finance, but I've been a trainer for about four years now. Okay. Um, and I absolutely love it. You know, I love seeing like the journey that people go on. I'm obviously passionate about fitness. Yeah. Um, but you know, I find it you know, maybe not the best to describe yourself by your job. Because exactly I think I like said, yeah. people are just so much more than than what they do, right? Yeah. So yeah, as as a job, I'm a I'm a trainer. Um but you know, I'm uh, a bit of a free spirit. Yeah. I love traveling, you know, I'm uh, quite big on family, so sister, daughter. So yeah, I think um yeah, I think when people ask what I what are you, what do you do, I think yeah, you've got to try and yeah, more than just look a, a bit more open-minded. Yeah, because PT people just have like a very standard view about a typical, what a typical PT would, would be like. A hundred percent. And then go, going on to, you know, you said you had a job in finance, right? Mm-hmm. Was that in the UK? Yeah. 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 So when I left uni, um, I went to uni in London. Um, and as we know, London is not 
the cheapest city to live in. Sure, yeah, we're um, feeling that. So as a student in London, a lot of my friends, me and my friends were just like, look, when I when I leave uni, I want to be comfortable, you know, I want to, you know, progress and just not be struggling like the way I was as a student. Um, so a lot of people went into like finance, consulting and those like standards kind of corporate jobs. How long um, did you do it? I did it two and a half years. Yeah. Um, I never thought I would end up in finance because I didn't study it or anything. Um, but yeah, I just kind of fell into it. Um, it was a great experience, but it just wasn't for me. So See, that, just... that's the thing. I did finance straight out of school as well. And like, I know me and I'm just not built for office jobs. And like, mm-hmm. I know you through work, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just can't picture you sat in an office. No, no really? definitely not. I mean, I didn't enjoy it for sure. Yeah. Um, and like any opportunity, I would just go to the gym. Yeah. Like morning, <laughs> lunchtime. They were pretty like relaxed about going at lunchtime. Sometimes I'd take like an hour and a half um after work obviously and like no one else really went to the gym yeah and I kind of was a bit of the odd one out because they just didn't understand why I wanted to go to the gym so much like I'd be there in the morning with my like bowl of pasta just like okay that's sad (laughs) I know I know just because like I'd had my morning workout and they were just like what are you doing um when you quit this finance job did mm -hmm. you know what you were gonna do I knew I wanted to be a PT by that point um so I kind of just did the course whilst I was doing finance actually because um a PT at the gym that I trained at suggested it okay sweet um and I was like no I'm not gonna be a PT like I work in finance this is me I just couldn't see myself doing it yeah um but then I did the course and then I realized how much I loved it and I was like no this is what I want to do and then just trying to figure out the right time to make that that transition um which, you know, wasn't the smoothest because we had, like, the pandemic and all of that. Was so. that when you moved into PT? Fully, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, fully, oh, Okay, fully. wow, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. How, quite a challenge. How, like, I presume, like, office jobs at home are quite well paid. How was the, the transition, like, in terms of income? How have you found that? Oh, like, you mean compared between, to yeah. PT? You know, like you go into a PT job and you know it's not going to be a standard salary, right? I think you you know that it's kind of building your own business. Um, But for me, you know, I come from quite an entrepreneurial family. So So. it's quite, um, you know, it's quite normal for us to like take risks and like my parents understood it. Um, whereas maybe other parents wouldn't understand it as much. Yeah, I think my um, mum was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I quit the job in finance. Yeah. I, yeah, but I didn't do it as smart as you. I ended up working on the beach for like three months. Oh, cool. Renting out deck chairs. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, That not, sounds uh, more fun. Yeah, no, trust me. I no. mean, the money wasn't good. It wasn't a very seamless transition. Yeah. Um, talking about your parents, where are mum mm-hmm. and dad from? Um, so I come from quite an international family. Yeah. Um, so my mum originally is from Laos, um, which is uh, in Southeast Asia next to Thailand, Vietnam. Um, but she moved to France when she was five, um, due to the war, a lot of people from that country moved to to France and America. Um, and then my dad is half English, half Lebanese, quite a mix. Yeah. yeah. So growing up when people were like, oh like where are you from I was just like confused I was a very confused child because like when you're like four or five and like you don't really know where you're from like I was born in France so I was like oh I'm I'm French but I'm not French so because your passport's um, French right 
No, I've got a British passport. Really? Yeah, but born in France, moved to the UK when I was young um, and brought up in the UK. But yeah, I think as you get older, you kind of create your own identity, right? Yeah. Um, because my mum uh, is probably more more French than anything else. Like, really? She still loves like the French things you know we yeah. always have like loads of cheese in the house and she's God, just like bad. all about aperitif and all of this so. okay there's the accent yeah. <laughs> um whereas my dad like he looks like quite english okay but inside like he's lebanese really like he loves the lebanese culture so i think it's like what culture you like gravitate more sure. towards uh, so b- because your mum obviously moved when she was like you said five right mm-hmm you've probably embe- embraced more of like a French culture mm. than where your mum's actually from, like born. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of both because when we go visit my grandma, you know, food is, like, like my, my grandma still cooks a lot of Laotian food. So What's that like? Um, it's, uh, I mean, like the closest thing I could compare it to is probably like Thai, okay. but it's different, you know, it's a lot of meat, yeah. um, rice, obviously. Is she the classic spicy. grandma just cooks everything yeah, and expects yeah. you to eat it? Like, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. such a sweet grandma. Like, she just tries to, like, fatten us up when we go there. So, yeah, no, it's good. But um, obviously before, I mean, we know each other outside of this. Mm-hmm. You you came from Dubai. You moved back to London, mm-hmm. right? When, like, what prompted you to move to Dubai? Um, do you know what? One of the main reasons was because of COVID. Okay. Um and you know we were in and out of lockdown which you know as you know it was quite challenging for a trainer you know gyms were shut we couldn't train clients um and then it just kind of for me it got to the point where I didn't know how long that was going to last for so I thought I'd go try it out um inside I kind of knew I wasn't going to stay there long term because I I've lived there before so I went to school there for two years and then I did another year out there um after school so I kind of knew the city but obviously moving there by myself is like quite different, right? You don't have any family, any friends. You just go with savings and you're just like trying to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's probably one of the like the toughest things I've done. Um, really? Because like, you know, culturally it's very different. And, uh, you know, things over there just just work quite quite differently. Really? Um, what's, what's like an example of that like you can think of? Um you know, like getting a flat or like, uh, you know, sorting out a visa. It sounds like really boring stuff. No, no. but Yeah, just like stuff like that. Whereas here it's like everything is just easy, you know, because, you you know, we're from here. It's, it's weird um, because I remember during lockdown, I was in Jersey, like for the first, I don't even know how long lockdown was or is. Um, but I saw like everyone going to Dubai on holiday because mm-hmm. it was apparently relaxed. Was yeah, that the case? yeah, was yeah. It? it was probably the most open out of the countries because okay. they had like such few cases. So yeah. a lot of trainers just went over there. All the influencers. All the influencers. Well. Everyone, on Instagram. Yeah. Like, Dubai, Dubai, Dubai. So now, like, when I say oh, I was in Dubai last year, people just kind of roll their eyes really? at me, like, oh, you're just like escaping COVID. But um, it was a good experience. You know, it's very big on fitness, um, quite different, you know, over there. Um, I know this isn't a fitness podcast, but that's fine. You can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you know what what people value in a city like that is quite different to what people value, say here. Um, how how do you find it being back though? I love it. You know, I love London as a city. Um, yeah, I've been here nearly ten years now. 
Jeez. And when I went over there, I just unlisted it like the whole time. Like I was like, I miss the people, the energy is mm. different. You know, people here, I think you realize how like down to earth English people are when you go to other countries. Really? And, yeah. Some places you go, I think the complete opposite. I think like everyone, even when you walk up the high street here, mm-hmm. Kilburn, it's like no one interacts. Mm. Like, I yeah. Think maybe, maybe Dubai, I've never been, maybe Dubai is really different and it's it, it's less so than England. But some of the places mm-hmm. I've been, I've been like, people are so much more friendly. Oh, yeah. And places like in Europe and Spain, yeah. France, those places. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just a different environment. And I guess it was a great experience to, to go there. Um, how was it? Um, how was it like leaving friends you'd made? Because how long were you there? In Dubai? Yeah. Uh, a year. Oh, a year. So how obviously yeah. you get close to people. Yeah, I was actually quite lucky, you know, I made some really good friends there. It was hard. That was kind of the one reason why I didn't want to leave, you know, everything else. I was like, I want to go back. Um, but, you know, it's all about people, not place, you know, but it kind of got to the point where I was like, I just, I just can't live here. Can't this is not me. This yeah. is not me. So. You've done it now. You've like ticked it off. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to touch on social media because obviously, you know, you're like, I think you're quite into social media, like mm-hmm. Dylan and I obviously are. Um, and from a female perspective, I've never really asked like a, a, a girl this before. Yeah. How do you find like seeing, you know, other girls, like other, whoever it may be on social media, mm-hmm. maybe the things they have, the bodies they mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. their training, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. How does that affect like your body image, your your sort of interpretation of what life should be mm-hmm. like that's a good question um <laughs> no it is um do you know what it's a dangerous thing you know social media has a lot of positives you know in a way that we can like connect with other people um you can build a business on it um but yeah the dangerous part is it's a very skewed um, perception of reality right um and as a female obviously there's a lot of pressure to look a certain way um, there's a certain like ideal body type, mm-hmm. um, and that's just not going to be achievable for for everyone, you know. So, I think that's quite dangerous, you know, that there's this kind of normalization of perfectionism. Yeah. Um, and ninety nine percent of those people you see, like yeah. the bigger people on social media, posting these photos, men and women, uh-huh. don't actually look. Anything they don't. Like this. They don't because I've seen them in real life as well. Actually, Dubai is a place where there's a quite a big influence of culture. And it's not. It's not. The and same. then that person walks past you and you're like, okay, so they, it kind of it's kind of humbling because it's like, okay, they don't actually look um, like that. But it's worrying when so many people believe that that is yeah. what they actually look like. Um, and you know, like even like personally myself, it's something that I've had to battle with. You know, you got to kind of have those talks in your head to kind of be like look it's not you don't know if it's real or not um but you know I do worry for like the next generation um who maybe didn't have that experience before social media and they just think like okay this is what people look like yeah I think Um, I think it's getting worse now like I've never had TikTok mm -hmm. but I see my little sister on it and some of the videos she's watching I'm Mm -hmm. thinking like this is just so fake yeah it's not really it it's like watching like x on the beach or something like that it is all scripted mm-hmm. yeah and absolutely it, it's the exact same thing it's not it's not how people actually are and it's not how people actually live mm-hmm. yeah for sure i just um 
I did it quite recently. I went through all my, the people I follow on Instagram yeah. and like the ones I was kind of like, what actually is this person? Mm-hmm. Like if, if I thought that they just post things, you know, to show off or like they don't provide any sort of benefits in my mm-hmm. life. Like they're not close friends or they're not like an expert within their field. Mm-hmm. I just unfollowed them mm-hmm. and now I don't really see anything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I, my mindset is so much better. Like I'm very happy with where I am yeah. and the things I have opposed to being like, oh, I want this next thing mm-hmm. or I want to look this way. Yeah, no, I think that's really healthy. I did that recently as well because it's like we're always absorbing media, right? You've got to take responsibility for what you're absorbing because otherwise your energy or your mindset is just going to be affected by just what you're seeing all the time. And even if consciously you're like, oh, no, it's not real, it's not real, you know, it's, it's still like entering your, your mind so yeah. that when you're kind of like just like see another person you'll just naturally compare yourself more do you do you think a lot of women struggle with that with with seeing maybe other bodies that obviously like we've just discussed aren't what they actually look like do you think a lot of women see that and it it can sort of spiral them into like questioning their body image not being happier than themselves yeah that's quite a typical thing oh yeah yeah that's so common yeah yeah yeah. women comparing their bodies to other other women and as we know as trainers we're not all genetically the same you know you can train as hard as you want in the gym have exactly the same program same diet everything but you know our bodies aren't the same so um you know definitely you know having some more diversity on bodies obviously healthy bodies yeah. on social media would you know be a bit more comfortable and you are starting to see that a little bit more um with certain people but you know it's uh it's a process you know yeah. it's not gonna happen overnight yeah no i, I like 100 percent agree on that i see it and i i don't like seeing it because mm. i think a lot of people will look at it in the way the people posting it want it to be looked at and it's kind of like look at me mm. it's not real and it's also the the likes thing, right? When, uh, I mean, Instagram's kind of given you the option to, to, to change that, yeah. but that's really messed with people's heads and, you know, people, I think the whole platform is just problematic in that a lot of people search for validation on it. Yeah. Kind of living through this platform and, you know, their worth is kind of determined by how many followers or likes they have. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is not new. Be completely um, honest though. Do you think like that? Because it affects me sometimes. Sometimes, like yeah. If, if not anymore, but I, I used to. I used to, when I was growing my following and you put so much work into a post, you know, you put a lot of effort into something and it doesn't get the response you want. And then you, you post something else that took like two seconds to make. Everyone loves it. And you're like, what, what am I doing wrong? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like some inf- something with actual information seems to generate nothing opposed to like, <laughs> like a topless photo. Exactly. It seems to like everyone likes that, but it's like, no one no one actually wants information they it's just true. yeah yeah i i have a love hate relationship with instagram i know but um i want to know outside of fitness cuz mm-hmm. it's not a fitness podcast okay right? yeah let's move away what? from no no no, no. <laughs> i'm joking but what is one thing you're like really really passionate about and you want to sort of pursue in the future I love people, you know, mm-hmm. so when I coach someone, it's not just about the physical transformation. Um, you know, I think there's definitely value in sharing your experiences on like overcoming certain challenges, um, 
you know, starting a business or, you know, other things. But no, I think which is why something like this is great, you know, because you're kind of talking about um, common experiences, right? Um, so I can't say exactly what, but definitely something to do with people um, and like helping them with their mindset. Because I think a lot of the time people are just like stuck in kind of just a drag and yeah. a routine and a like nine to five and they're kind of just not going to that it sounds cheesy but they're full just potential. not going to their full potential right whether that be like physically you know mentally emotionally um and I can relate to that because I, I I was exactly that person you know like this is it this is my life like deeply unhappy um and in the last few years I've kind of built a life that I'm happy with and that I enjoy and I'm excited. I wake up every day and I'm like, yes, let's do this. Like That's good. Yeah, you um, seem po- like whenever I see you, you're positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do as well. Do you think? Um, I have days where I honestly wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? Mm, Dylan, I mean, Dylan knows too I well. That the countless nights we've sat on the sofa, both just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, like those thoughts cross my mind sometimes. That's normal. I think it's healthy. You can't be happy all the time. Um, but I think what you said in one of your last podcasts, you like, you're upset or like annoyed about something for like a day maximum. And then you've just got to like snap out of it or just like do your best to progress through that. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, you're kind of only stopping yourself. And I know obviously it's like situation based, you know, not everyone is in the same boat, but I am a very strong believer in like your mindset. Um, like changing your life because yeah. if you can't change it like who else can change it it's true i like that okay this is a deep one <laughs> this is because it, it goes off i've not written this one down but it goes mm-hmm. off the back of what you've just said are you completely happy right now with everything you're doing with the path you're on yeah i mean what what is happiness that's the thing you i'm very me. i'm um, trying yeah. to find out <laughs> we all want to know that secret mine's, uh, mine's eight hours sleep and being able to train at the right time (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. no everything is not perfect you know there's certain things I still want out of life Mm -hmm. um but I'm working Mm -hmm. on kind of detaching from trying to obtain them because I think sometimes you can get very hung up on oh I want to make like x amount of money or oh I want to move to this country or oh I want to be in this relationship um and the more you put pressure on those things, the more like resistance there is. You're just stressing all the time, right? Um, it doesn't mean like don't be ambitious and like go after those things. Yeah. But definitely try, you know, gratitude. It sounds cheesy, but every day I write like a few things down. Do you do um, that consistently? Yeah, every I day. keep saying I'll do it. Of what I'm grateful for. And they don't even need to be like big things, you know. One can be like morning coffee or whatever. But it does help because like when you feel gratitude, you can't um, feel any other emotion, right? You're yeah. just feeling grateful. So I do that and then I write like three, th- three things I want to be today, like energy wise. So I might write something like, oh, I want to be what, fun. Tell me, tell me what you wrote today. Let me see if I can remember. I think I wrote something like fun, playful, um, calm. Yeah. You're always calm. <laughs> You're always calm. That was an easy win there, Laura. But the, re- the reason why I do that is because I wasn't always th- like that. You really? know, I, when I worked in finance or like back in the day, 
I was in, you know, I was quite a negative person and I thought in quite a negative way to the point where even like other people would be like, why are you being so negative? Do you know what I mean? Um, and I was like, I just don't want to be that person anymore. You know, I cannot be that person. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you've got to take responsibility. You can't play the victim. No, I fall, I fall victim to doing that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can notice myself it's been this last week in like a really negative space, mm-hmm. like not angry as in physically, but like not happy. And mm. I notice it because I'm always really tired in the yeah. evening yeah. and I don't want to be around people. Like I don't want to interact with anyone. Yeah. And but you're notice- kind of a step ahead because you, you notice it, you know, some people don't even realize that they're in a negative yeah. space. But I think it's frustrating because I know when it happens, I have to like just completely sort of, detract from anyone and everything mm-hmm. and I don't want to do anything I don't want to be around people mm-hmm. and that's not a good place to be especially with the things I want to do with my life I need to be consistent mm-hmm. and it's hard when these things happen because I'll have an inconsistent week and then that pisses me off mm-hmm. and then but I, like you said I understand it and it's part of working with it right maybe I need to do three three yeah, things I want to be but today. at the same time what you might need is just rest you know it's, it's okay to not want to talk to anyone especially with our jobs right to just like <laughs> have some time to yourself I think that's important and sometimes it might just be like you're burnt out physically you know you just need to rest yeah no I'll, I'll get on top of it yeah but <laughs> sort of rewinding yeah um I, I asked Dylan this question mm-hmm. so you, I don't know if you thought what you would answer when you heard it but if you could go and speak to 12 year old Laura mm-hmm. where were you when you were 12 where was I when I was 12 I was in Bournemouth so that's where I grew Bournemouth. up Bournemouth. okay yeah what would you say to her mm. I'd be like, it's okay to be yourself, you know? I think especially around those, like, teenage years, you're always comparing yourself to other kids. Um, You know, I was, like, painfully shy as a child. Like, painfully. It's something I've had to work on. Um, So, you know, I always thought, like, oh, something's wrong with me. You know, I, like, I'm nervous, like, talking to people. Like, I had, like, a few friends who kind of knew who I was. Yeah. But even to say, like, the teacher or to, like, other people I didn't know as well. I found it very hard to, like, be myself. Really? And I'd be like, oh, why can't I be, like, Emily? You know, she's so cool. Da, 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 da. Um, so I think it's just about, and that comes with age, right? You know, when you're young, you just don't really know who you are but yeah yeah, just kind of being secure in like yourself and your weirdness and yeah just everything about you how did you track because I think you're pretty confident now I can tell you've got more confident throughout this podcast because before (laughs) you sat not doing anything with your hands and now you're giving me hand gestures as you speak so (laughs) clearly clearly you're feeling more settled but how did you get out of that um kind of forced myself actually um so partly it's my parents were kind of always like go do this thing go try that thing you know I remember I was so scared to even like pay for stuff in the shop I remember this one time and then my mum was like no you go do it you go pay for the thing I was was petrified Mm. I must have been like six or seven but they would just push me to go and do those things that's good because it's a it's a way of not like it's not super drastic. Yeah. But probably doing it did build your confidence. You did yeah. it and you were probably you probably walked away and you're like, oh, that was actually... I'm the shit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the shit. Got mum's card. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, you can buy all the sweets. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that. And then I kind of took responsibility, like, 
myself, you know, I got very into like acting, drama. I wasn't good at it. I was a terrible actress, but there was this one moment, um, maybe when I was like 14, I was just like so sure I was going to be an actress because I was just, <laughs> I know you're laughing because it's ridiculous. Um, but I bought books to study like the methods you know, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. You're watching Dylan do his um, two-stepping on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I want to be like Dylan. Yeah, exactly. My idol. Um, so that was like a phase for a couple of years, but it helped me get out of that. You That's know, amazing. Doing performances. And then I got really into music, another phase. Yeah. And I would like force myself to like sing at open mic nights, Jesus. do competitions, competitions. Like, Can you sing? Not anymore, but I was okay. Like Have you got two mics point. right here? Let's no, <laughs> absolutely not. But that that terrified me. Like I did this one, um, like in front of like nearly a hundred people, and I was just like, all I could see was like lights and just like faces, and I was just like, oh my god, I have to do this now. There is like no going back. But after I was like, okay, I didn't win, but I was like, how happy that I did that, you know? Yeah, and. Um... If you, if you could go, following on from that question, mm -hmm. if you could go back to you last year, so you weren't in London yet, were you? Were you here uh, last year? Now I was in Dubai last yeah. year. Yeah, what would yeah. you say to, to Laura last year? Um, probably just stop stressing. You know, I was, I was in a very, like, stressful state last year. Obviously, Dubai, new country, worrying about a lot of different things. And I think... Um, yeah, just about a bit out of my depth, I think, you know, maybe because I wasn't there long enough. Yeah. Um, but now I'm back in London, I definitely feel like more at home, like everything's coming together. Um, you know, met some amazing people, love where I work. So, yeah, yeah just, it sounds like from what you're saying, Dubai, like, although it might have been a good experience, it definitely wasn't for you. Yeah, it just wasn't a fit for me. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I want to start wrapping it up. Mm -hmm. I plan to ask everyone the exact same question. I asked Dill this. It would be what, from what you know of me already, obviously we work together. We just said we've never seen each other outside of work. It's a bit funny. What would be your advice to me? I would say just, you know, keep putting yourself out there. Keep trying things that you want to try. Um, and like, don't doubt yourself, you know, because I just think it's so impressive that, you know, you've got this podcast, you're actually doing it. You know, you're putting yourself out there on social media, even in work. Um, I think it's that like fearlessness that really makes people successful and not everything might work out, but you know, you don't know if you don't try. So definitely just keep that going. Exactly. I will be honest. Every time I upload one, I'm like, what are people going to think? Mm. What? But then like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Honestly, the thing is what really helps me, it sounds very grim, but at the end of the day, we're all going to die one day. None oh, shit. Laura that. takes a turn at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Don't hide the knives. None of this matters. You true. may as well just have fun while you do it, you know? Yeah, yeah that is very true. But... Don't worry, Laura. Sorry, that was dark. Laura's <laughs> absolutely fine. She's smiling and laughing. It's Disclaimer. Okay. But uh, I just want to say thank you for coming on third or second guest, mm -hmm. third episode. Thank you so much for having of me. Of course. It was a do you want to? We only get like hundred listeners, but do you want to shout out your Instagram? Yeah, it's uh, L S O F I T underscore coaching. Um, but yeah, it. maybe if you write it, because it's a bit of a tricky one. I will plug it in the bio. But thanks. Dylan now has to get a picture of us. But anyway. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much.